You're listening to Some Pulp on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. This is Some Pulp Episode 17, California Dreaming. We have several uh, guests with the intent of explaining why we love California. Many of us grew up in the Midwest. I did. Several of the people around the uh, studio today can uh, remark upon where they grew up and what they thought. But what we want to do today is to explain where this dreaming comes from and how this or that is not achieved by thinking so much about California. Some people do make this dream come true. Some make it to Denver or all the way to Alaska. But three of the people here have made it to either San Diego or L.A. Here's a fact. No one has ever written a song called Ohio Dreaming. Why is that? I'll let my guests uh, introduce themselves. Sure, I'll uh, get started here. I'm Justin Edwards. I often uh, collaborated hosts with some pulp. Um, I'm back visiting in San Diego today with generous host Bruce Edwards. It's glad to be here. I'm Juliet Edwards, Justin's wife, and I've been in L.A. for eight years now, coming from France. Hello, I am Matthew Edwards, the Sun Pulp host's eldest son, and I've lived in San Diego since 2002. Thank you. Glad you're all here. Um, I have uh, talked a lot about California and movies and TV shows and other things have influenced me in previous broadcasts. And um, so I'll, I'll go light here at the beginning and I'll, I'll join in if uh, some of the discussions get uh, interesting and relevant to things I cared about. But I'll just mention again that uh, when I was growing up, the Mickey Mouse Club, which was, of course, headquartered in uh, in the, in the West Coast, and Disneyland uh, had come into being. And uh, it's a showcase for California, for me. And uh, I believed it, and I still do, that Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. I've just uh, finished a book about uh, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys, which is, of course, kind of focused on the surfing life, and um, have enjoyed uh, reliving many of the, the songs and experiences that are portrayed in their songs. And uh, there's, there's hardly anything, there, there's no New York equivalent, there's no Atlanta equivalent, there's nothing like the California dreaming experience. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear uh, how these have worked out for uh, everyone else. Sure, I mean, I guess earliest California dream ideas for us definitely for me was just listening to the Beach Boys as simple as that is I think um, growing up I remember having a few mixed tapes of oldies I think as a family we love listening to oldies and that's your influence for all the records you used to have around the house all the time and then um, yeah I don't I don't think I mean I didn't make it to California until you guys had already moved out Matt I'm not sure what your earliest California dreams were so I think for for me, um, the the Beach Boys thing is is definitely there as well. Just listening to those songs about the coast and surfing and and um, and then I think going to 
uh, Australia when I was in seventh grade exposed uh, me to coastal type regions and then we had a, a stop in Hawaii on the way back and I think prior to to doing that that trip um, you know we had you know like BMX bikes and racing in the neighborhood and maybe a few skateboards but uh, going to Hawaii and sort of seeing the culture and going to the ocean and um, and then dad bought me a skateboard there and that sort of really kick-started the whole California thing and then I think at that time coming back to Ohio and trying to bring that influence you know there started to be skateboarding and BMX movies like Thrashin and mm-hmm. Rad. Mm-hmm. I and remember those. Gleaming the Cube um, sort of kept our imaginations going and um, just sort of, I think, finally reached the Midwest and everyone wanted to be a skateboarder, some kind of extreme sports person. But uh, yeah, everyone in the neighborhood started getting skateboards and riding our bikes and pretending that we were these cool groups of you know beach teens yeah <laughs> or kids roaming the, the neighborhoods uh, causing trouble what about you Juliet for me I think it's mostly movies yeah California Los Angeles Hollywood the place where they make movies they make the magic happen and growing up I would watch I watched so many movies and they just reflected a culture that I didn't know about but that I was interested in I guess like uh, baseball games or <laughs> kids riding their bikes uh, going to school and that's where movies happen so yeah, yeah definitely yeah and so you, you agree with me on the Ohio, Ohio dreaming part that there's very few internationally or anywhere else where people Want to be? Yeah, no, they don't really know. <laughs> what is this old Midwest? Yeah, the, there's a song from a French singer, Isabelle Adjani, and she, what is it called? Uh, State. Yeah, she says, yeah, just, it's going to be hard to translate. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but she mentions Ohio, and I think that's how people know from France know how you always just do that song so it was a like a top 10 hit on yeah, French radio yeah it was wow. my parents love it <laughs> oh so it's recent like in the last 10 years oh no I think it's maybe 30 years ago oh, 25 okay. years All ago right. that's something like you have me in a state like Ohio yeah like a state like a mood but then uh, okay. a state and, like Ohio and it's actually <laughs> a saying like when people oh. are they say I don't know, they're nervous or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but they say, yeah. I'm in a state like Ohio. See, I could, I, could, I could only dream of a place growing up where I could play baseball year-round like California. It's, it's impossible to imagine that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think the movies was a big part of my own development as well as I decided that was kind of my true love growing up and all the stories, knowing that they shot them there, they made them there, put them together. Um, and I added this to your show notes there, but I just always, it's such a big movie as a kid to me was getting to see The Wizard 
was that Nintendo mm-hmm. movie with Fred Savage. <laughs> um, but in that movie, they take this big road trip because they need to get to California. It's with the little boy. It's like the only word he can say the whole movie. <laughs> and it's just like it's already set up as like this is the dream place where you know Nintendo even has these tournaments there, and you know the new Mario is out, and you know California just represented everybody's land of dreams and. For me, I think Wizard came out. I was eight years old, and we went to see it. And we went to see it in Washington D.C., right? Yeah, back in a mall. Okay, yeah, yeah, nine years old. yeah I just, I just, uh, that's one of the first like road trip to California movies. I had an impression on me too, so I was like, "Huh, what is this place where the movies happen?" So, well, and you know, we we've talked about baseball before. Uh, that's that's where the Dodgers moved from New York. That's where the Giants moved from New York to uh, San Francisco and they just become dreamy places and it's where ball ball games are played after you go to sleep at night and <laughs> you know, occasionally you can pick up a West Coast broadcast and that's that's the best best feeling mm-hmm. yeah. when was the first time then that you made it to California it was after each of my kids had been on here okay. you know, I think well yeah, that, that's literally true. We did come out on a mission trip once to San Diego, but you'd already been here by then. And uh, I guess it doesn't count that we did touch down Los Angeles before we went to Australia. Yeah, we so, were in LAX. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what about uh, your meeting in LA that you yeah, and the I did? Yeah, C.S. Lewis. Then uh, that comes in the early 1990s. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were uh, both uh, ported out here by... Uh, a potential producer of a C.S. Lewis movie, and we got to meet uh, uh, Michael York yeah. at a special lunch at uh, like the Beverly Hilton, Bel Air Hotel. Be- the Bel Air Hotel. Oh gosh, where, where <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was paying for it or not, <laughs> but I just ordered a salad, and it was like thirteen, fifteen dollars, which to me sounded like a lot for a salad. Yeah. I mean, you can get that at Wendy's for dollar ninety nine, <laughs> even then. <laughs> but it was a, it was a thrill to meet Michael York, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he looked healthy then. From the cabaret, Michael York? Yes, that Michael York. Yes, okay. he was a student of C.S. Lewis's From Austin Oxford. Powers. Ah. And Austin Powers, more <laughs> yeah. importantly. Yeah. Because we had seen Ox- uh, Austin Six Powers for the first time in the in the hotel room, or the motel room at, at LAX where we were staying. So, Yeah, I remember being very jealous of that. I know, like, over the years, whenever you would take trips, you would randomly take one of the kids like hey matt and i are going here now mary and i are going there justin and i would go to houston you know we would do that kind of these father son or daughter road trip things and matt got california and he was like (laughs) he got to go to la and meet with hollywood agents or whatever i'm like but i'm the one who likes movies (laughs) well but we uh we also got to go to santa monica where i saw the first CD burner in a store. It was a Starbucks store. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. I remember that store. Yeah. yeah, you go in and you kind of pick what songs you want and burn your own Make mix a, yeah. CD. And it's like this would never happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> and we should say uh, she's not on the broadcast today, but we can we can um, have one exclusively with her. But but Mary also came out to California, mm-hmm. and uh, I I can't remember how she got here or. Or why she got I remember she uh, just interviewed first before she met Casey even she had interviewed for a job I think it was Bakersfield or something and it would have been taking the job kind of sight unseen and and then I was like do I want to move to Bakersfield by myself and she didn't end up going and then 
her and Casey kind of swore, like, we'll get back to California at some point. And they lived in Los Angeles. And they, no, they lived in Chowchilla, Where which <laughs> exactly. By Fresno. Yeah, it's Central okay. California. Central. Yeah. So, but they still made it. I mean, it was still part they of their, go. Their, their journey to Alaska, ultimately. But mm. but that was right after you had gone to San Diego, though. So. Yeah, I think, because we, Tracy, my wife, and Mary did a road trip to San Diego, did like an eight-day mm-hmm. Bowling Green to San Diego and back, and just drove straight through, stayed with some friends and camped and just sort of let's just do this we i think tracy had or i had seven or eight days between semesters in grad school and just went for it and it was an awesome long trip about 36 hours each way in the car straight we just rotated mm-hmm. um but uh camped right on the ocean and in cardiff and our Solana beach and um that was that was a great trip that was before we moved out here and i think a year later tracy got a job and 2002 and we got out here in San Diego and don't plan to leave (laughs) (laughs) anytime soon so but it was on that trip you think that you fell in love with San Diego well I think that sort of solidified it I think the uh, dad mentioned a couple mission trips we used to take with our church and we'd go through San Diego down to Mexico Mm -hmm. and so we'd always do a day or two in San Diego coming back home for a little R&R and so we'd always go to the beach and yeah. you know we would say we should live here this is like the perfect place mm-hmm. and uh, so that was sort of always on our, our minds to, mm-hmm. to try so uh, luckily at least Tracy did get a job and so it took yeah. a few years yeah <laughs> about maybe five or six years from that, that point uh, but the year before we moved out here is when we did that road trip and just were like let's just Let's do it. Let's say we're doing it. That's just something people in Ohio didn't do. Like, you didn't, you would joke about, like, ah, that's cool. Someday live like Hollywood, whatever. But nobody actually goes and does it. But then we saw Matt and Tracy do it. We're like, wait, they just really packed up their car and went. Like, (laughs) they actually said, let's do it. Your friend Jeremy Courtney. Well, yeah, Matt is the one who started this whole exodus from Ohio that now has led to a bunch of people yeah. following it, I'd say, because... Yeah, well, it's... A, yeah. It, I, I, I won't take credit for a specific place, but I mean, we traveled a lot when, when all you were younger, and uh, I, I think uh, in some ways it creates the sense of, you know, I can have adventure my whole life then. I can <laughs> go wherever I want as long as I want. And uh, I would never have expected myself to have traveled as much as i have and uh, and that's that's good but i i hear you know words like magic and and uh, uh where where things happen that are spectacular and things is it how much of it is because it's california and how much how much of it is it that you know this doesn't happen in ohio ever i mean is it you know there there you know people people have made movies in ohio i guess right i mean I don't know, and there have been musicians. Quilt one in defiance. Like, yeah. <laughs> draft day. Yeah, yeah draft, draft day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like uh, guided by voices is in Den- in uh, Dayton, right? Yeah. So, um, but it's it's what's resident in California that draws you here. Now that you've been here and it keeps you here is opportunities and weather and. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know uh, Ocean Beach, which is enough to draw me every year, at least for a few days. So, yeah, I think that was, and like you say, it's 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 a mix of what's here and also what's not where we were growing up that it just created that desire. And yeah, I don't know. It's there's something in the air, something different about just being here. You feel it like you kind of cross the border, and you're like okay, now I'm actually at this place that I've only heard about so much through songs and, and movies and stuff. And, and people are so laid back in California. So <laughs> more than Romanticized. And, yeah. It's just very different. Yeah, I think uh, the feeling, sort of the vibe, you know, that's part of sort of the, the dreaming of it and that's some magical place. And, of course, I mean, it's there's still reality of life and there's traffic and lots of people and you know i have to work and (laughs) things like that you still have to do all the like normal human existence things but there's just a different feeling about it and i think the year-round nice weather is part of that just you can be outside all the time and not feel shut into your house (laughs) with only tv to to comfort or movies um but You know, I think that's part of Ohio, and we did that all the time, is seeing all these other people happy and outside and at the beach, and while we're stuck inside with two feet of snow and bad weather, yeah, and that kind of thing. Or in the <laughs> summer, it's it's too hot or humid. There's mosquitoes or whatever injustice of <laughs> those extremes, yeah. Um, and it is more mild than just. You know, people are laid back, even though not everybody is. But you know, I think people are feel happier. There's more sunlight. Yeah. I think all those things contribute, and it does feel like you can sort of do anything, even though I don't do anything. <laughs> 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 but uh, it feels like I could. That's important. Yeah. You could if you wanted to, but. Um, I mean, actually living now in Alaska for almost three years, I mean, I, I kind of feel some of those positive vibes uh, in, in Alaska, even though it it does get cold. It doesn't get as cold as uh, Bowling Green, Ohio did, and certainly not Akron, where I grew up. Uh, it gets very cold and, and icy, and uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, outdoor activity. I, I'm not... A real winter type person. I don't skate and I don't windsurf and actually I don't do anything. But I like the feeling that you were saying, Matt. Of I could if I wanted to. <laughs> I just want the lecture. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah, I think people here all the time like to say I could surf in the morning and then I could go yeah. skiing in the afternoon. You know, with a little bit of driving and no, and I know people who actually do that, so it is possible. But I mean, of course, I've never done that myself, but just the thought that I can go from that extreme to the other extreme yeah. in one day. Yeah. I, uh, the research I did for the, for the Beach Boys book, it seemed like the Beach Boys gave permission, at least for Southern California, basically, just to take off and quit working. You know, just, just that, that, uh, that vibe of, uh, you know, maybe I'll surf, maybe I'll sleep in or, you know, do other kinds of recreational <laughs> things they can just stay in your room to do. But, 
you know, it, it paints a, a really, it's like it, it paints a picture of youthfulness. And since I've seen a lot of uh, long-haired surfing type guys who are in their 80s at Ocean Beach, I know that they've carried it through. <laughs> Lived it. it through. But uh, what, well, what, what's, uh, what's been your experience now, having lived here a while and some of you longer than others are, are coming all the way from France because now that I've actually traveled to France, you know, I want to go back and, and I, you know, I want to be able to uh, spend more time. I only had a few days to explore Paris and so forth. So that, that was always a, a dreamy kind of uh, a thought just from movies alone. And, uh, but uh, what, what, you know, has it met your expectations? Well, what I, feel I'm missing here maybe would be just history you know like places to there's not a lot of very nice museums in LA for example so I kind of miss that part of where I come from where mm. like I, I don't live in Paris I didn't live in Paris but you can just tell that there's a yeah the history there's no history <laughs> or there's what yeah LA is a hundred years old right yeah that's 20s, 30s, when it all started to happen, and you definitely feel that living, living there. So I think that's what. I, but it's otherwise. I love, I love, I love the city. I don't know why <laughs> how to describe it, but it's just. You might take. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about LA still. Like, I think this past year I spent living in Boston made me appreciate it a lot more than I had been. Um, I'd say before I felt it was not like a necessary evil, but like you put up with the annoying things about L.A. because so much cool things could happen there and are like slowly happening for us, too, as we're continuing to work and get things out in the world as far as movie wise. But um, but now I, I, I don't know. I feel like I appreciate it more after especially spending the worst Boston Boston. <laughs> winter in history last year I was like that's why I don't do this yeah. I know why I live in California again um, not just the weather but you know it's I don't know like I said it's kind of that energy in the air and do feel that anything could happen if I worked hard enough and made it happen and I feel like I'm doing that and I'm kind of having some success myself finally I think it took a while to kind of take some some risks in making stuff happen but yeah so I moved it was 07, end of 06. Yeah, and then, well, I did meet my wife there, and we've been there since then, and made a bunch of little movies, and even one that's doing well for us. So, I don't know. I don't see any complaints about it now. I yeah. think it's met expectations for sure, and try to get to the beach a little more often, too, <laughs> since since that winter. So. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, it's, uh, it's definitely met expectations, and I think where we came from Ohio was kind of an extreme of not just it's Ohio and bad weather, but trying to just find work and find what I wanted to do with my life. And I think, um, you know, when I was in in grad school in Bowling Green, is when uh, like nine eleven happened, and it's just sort of you know killed the economy and. You know, certainly the country was uh, in shock, and it just sort of like knocked me to another level. Sort of like, man, what is, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? And um, 
so just uh, you know a year later to get the opportunity to come out here and to sort of start over and sort of get out of Midwest mentality and um, you know people we sort of grew up with that we were just <laughs> sort of tired of being around. <laughs> uh, not not everyone, but um, you know just sort of like that. Why would you try to leave mentality and people sort of yeah. you know throw it throwing shade a little bit and yeah looking down on it yeah it's like well i want to go do something new and try something new in a new place and why is that such a big deal so you know to come out and you know both of us get good jobs and you know live in cool places you know uh not just san diego but uh san diego but ocean beach in san diego is is our favorite place and just to spend all our time there and cool shops and food and I don't know it's all these things you know in Ohio it's sort of like every now and then it's like oh we did that one cool thing one time <laughs> and uh, we found some spots you know or, or um, but here it just seems like you, that happens every day almost or it could happen <laughs> every day and mm-hmm. you know concerts and you know we used to drive to Cleveland or Columbus or Detroit to go to concerts and you know, to have them sort of in your backyard. Uh, um, something that we love to do is is another part of just seeing music and getting see new bands. And so, it's definitely lived up to it. And you know, it still has its day to day, you know, annoyances of life. But you know, there's so much for overcoming all that that not really a lot to really complain about. Like Justin said. Well, uh, we I, I mentioned Disney, and you know Disney had a, a big impact on me and the shows I watched. And it, you know, I, although I, I I saw various kinds of movies, the Disney ones always convinced me that that would be a place where entertainment is created and wholesome entertainment or whatever. But but I liked uh, lot lots of the media that I I, I got to consume. Um, can you think of specific TV shows? And uh, you, you already mentioned The Wizard. Uh, but shows that you saw overseas or just... You I remember Saved by the Bell a lot. I'd watch it every day, and they were in this cool California school, and you know, and Baywatch was popular. I didn't watch it, but it was still <laughs> another just California thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, the, we saw it recently, E.T. I mean, it the is... kind of like suburban California. Yeah. yeah. The bikes and the yeah. weather and Halloween. <laughs> I mean, Halloween is not California, but it's you know specific. How they do Halloween? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, that's between ET and Poltergeist. I think those are two kind of suburban Northern California vibes of strange suburban living that we didn't know growing up in Bowling Green. I think Bill and Ted's excellent. Yeah, San Dimas. <laughs> It was very L.A. sort of thing. Um, sort of in a weird way, even Goonies, even though that was in Oregon, but still sort of a coastal, like, just a band of kids sort of going on some adventure, and it made me think of California and, mm-hmm. like, just, just go off and do that. And, you know, I mentioned the, the sort of skate skater and biker movies were always increased that... Uh, that love and desire, uh, yeah. And Steve Martin movies, you know, yeah. L.A. Story, 
literally, and then. You know. Yeah, I remember uh, on the on the C.S. Lewis trip, the Michael York trip. <laughs> we we went to uh, see Conspiracy Theory. Oh yeah. But we yeah. saw we saw a uh, preview of L.A. Confidential. I guess that's probably the most uh, effective California movie. Yeah, I real pulp. Because uh, I hadn't seen Chinatown by then. I didn't see that until years later, and it was already old then 69 but uh, the fun thing for me is to re-watch movies that I haven't seen in a while and recognize some <laughs> streets or places oh they shot that there okay I didn't know <laughs> yeah That's you were just really saying the, on Netflix now there's a documentary called Los Angeles Plays Itself and literally it's two and a half hours of clips from movies that are set in LA yeah. all these different locations and kind of like here's LA as this kind of like gritty urban you know drug culture and you know the glamorous version and like just all the different versions of LA that are out there and yeah I mean that's all we saw growing up was like what version of LA you guys see the LA New York and I felt like I always leaned towards the California ones yeah I was I associated radio and TV with New York personalities and in and um, tonight show and all those things before everything moved west and then that's where all the you know the interesting developments were in media after that and uh you know hollywood does make movies about the midwest and i mean how they de depict it in in your view if you not necessarily ohio but you know the, whatever it is the midwest the, mid, the midwest character is supposed to be more grounded or something and of course i i didn't recognize any grounding going on because <laughs> i taught at the university it just seemed like well they're just as lame as any other other culture. I mean, there are people who actually moved to Bowling Green to go to school there, which I always was mystified by. People, <laughs> Even though you did it. <laughs> well, well, but I didn't go to school in California. I went to right, school yeah. in Texas and Missouri oh, and yeah. Kansas. But uh, people grew up in California. That yeah, they would, they would come out there, unless they're on sports scholarship or something. But. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> well, there's like different versions of the Midwest. I mean, Chicago could be Midwest, but... You know, either it's like farming, country movies, characters, or or just the suburbs of some Midwest town where they're wholesome and they don't do anything too bad. Yeah, I mean, um, the only movie I can think that it was actually set in Cleveland, as opposed to some filmed in Cleveland, like parts of the Avengers and Josh. We yeah, they even shot some there. Used in, to destroy Cleveland, but. Yeah, American Splendor was Cleveland, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Even, even even poor old Major League, that was filmed in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, uh, we, we have sort of said music is Beach Boys, but that's obviously not all that California well, promotes. And there's the Beach Boys and all that 60s stuff, but then when I was, you know, formative years, you had the whole hair metal thing was a lot out of LA Guns N' Roses and Molly Crew all those bands were all Hollywood Sunset Cliffs bands and a lot well and then just for us growing up what we learned through the Cornerstone Music Festival was that every single Christian rock band was from Orange County oh. and so, so that was something all we heard about too was you know go out to Orange County there's like 700 Christian bands and Joining yeah. up. If you weren't from Seattle, you were from Orange County. You know. Yeah. Why? Why is it? Because they had like wealthy churches that kind of supported all sorts of 
guess. I don't know what. Sales. I've never spent any time in Orange, so I don't know that. No. I mean, they, any band of any, of any merit would have, would have been signed by Tooth and Nail, though, right? Yeah. And that's Portland area, right? Seattle. They were Seattle. Oh, they were Seattle. See, that's such how much I know. They might have started in L.A. Maybe. They moved. I think they moved to Seattle. Hmm. But, yeah. Sorry, Portland. <laughs> All of my listeners in Portland, I'm sorry. I was giving you credit for something you didn't earn and probably don't want to earn. No. <laughs> well, what what would you forecast are the next... 10 or 15 years of California living. I mean, what, what do you expect to happen? There's a, there's a drought. There are frequent wildfires. Mm, big, like. Yeah, there'll be water taxes. There'll be... The yeah, big one? An earthquake yeah. at some point. Waiting for that one to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there'll be water wars, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think San Diego County buys a lot of most of our water from Colorado. And oh, yeah. <laughs> They flexed their muscles here recently because we take so much, and so yeah, water goes up, prices and drought, and so I'm going to get a storage unit and start stockpiling bottled water. (laughs) (laughs) But but no um, likelihood that it'll ever cease to be the movie making capital of the world, or, or I mean, not counting Bollywood and all that sort of stuff, but. People still want to to see Hollywood productions. I mean, everybody can't be indie. I mean, even yeah. Though, I think yeah. generally, I think we're the studios will always find some way to survive, but not as well as they have. I think you know Netflix, especially, kind of people like that. There was just a rumor this week that said maybe Apple wants to start getting into productions and having their own service that makes things, which would be strange, but. Um, yeah, like because the internet came along and kind of changed the whole industry, but I think it's still going to be centered in LA just because the same thing is like the weather, what could happen, and everybody already lives here. So, yeah, well, the, the music industry more or less started in Philadelphia, New York, and Brian Wilson and and the, the, the group of uh, asylum artists like Jackson Brown. I mean, a whole whole big shift of production and, and marketing all, all comes out to the West Coast. Uh, there's there's a new book out I've been I've been reading called Barbarian Days about a, a guy whose uh, whose dad was a a producer for NBC, I think, living in Burbank and had had enough of it in the mid sixties. His he and his son, the rest of his family moved to Hawaii and it's like paradise for, for him because he wanted to be a surfer and and uh, it's sort of a biography of his surfing days and um it was fascinating to me because it it taught me how to write a bit better than I was about what surfing is and how you know what what's the draw of it because in some ways it seems hopeless. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the way he describes it sounds hopeless too, but he still wanted to keep doing it. But yeah. you know, were, were there certain images or certain you know you know choose your own adventure books or anything like that that <laughs> drew you to it? There were like once a year, you'd get Disney Channel for free. And cable <laughs> yeah. for a week, and then it'd be a week where you'd watch all the Mickey Mouse Club and all that stuff. And yeah. Brady Bunch, I feel like, was a big uh, just knowing that it was, you know, shot and made here and set. You know, it's like Burbank, and it's just kind of that leftover '70s syndication of you know 
Yeah. Another submarine. Monkeys. Monkeys. Yeah. yeah. MTV threw those on, and we watched like all of those over and over. Just being, I don't know, in California and not really having real jobs. <laughs> yeah. Going on adventures. <laughs> yeah, just living in a mansion and <laughs> screwing around. Well, you know, I always have my my fallback, uh, James Garner, Rockford Files. He just lives in a boat down by the <laughs> Fletch, definitely. Fletch. Oh yeah, Fletch. Yeah. He goes around to Venice Beach and investigating the <laughs> drug yeah. cultures and yeah. Well, anything else you 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 uh, can think of that indicates your affection for California, or you know the the, the Slogan in, in Colorado when uh, my wife and I got married because we we had our honeymoon there was don't Californicate Colorado meaning you know don't move here mm-hmm. so <laughs> now now you're taking the water yeah <laughs> coming to LA I think one of my big reasons for coming there was I couldn't make the movies I wanted to in Ohio there just aren't people who care enough to make the sacrifices it takes. And, you know, in in coming to L.A., I was like, okay, there's people here that have the same passion and would do that, the sacrifices with me. I just need to go meet them. And that was part of why I went to AFI, too, was to kind of, like, at least find a handful of the other people that we could go go and start doing this stuff with. And Juliet was a part of that. I dragged her (laughs) out of there and as my wife then, after we graduated. (laughs) Well, I never thought I would end up staying eight years. I mean, I just came for to stay a couple months at a friend's house, and now I'm here doing this podcast. <laughs> this, yeah, a lot of things have this happened. This has been the highlight so far, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got any uh, codas? I learned that word from reading that whoever, the name of the guy that wrote the True adventure, true adventure. <laughs> I wish it were true adventure. True detective series. Yeah, I'd just say if I think if you listen to this all the way to this point, and you're not in California, you're curious to try it out. So go for it. Give it a shot. You know, yeah. find something you love to do, and if it's for you, you'll know pretty quickly. I think. Yeah, don't listen to other people say it's too expensive or this for that so it is too expensive in some ways <laughs> but, but we don't have snow yeah unless you want it, it so it balances out and you <laughs> you make it happen and you know it's worth worth giving a shot at least well thanks everybody thanks for the the mobile taping setup and um, we'll be back with a future episode of uh, some pulp whenever everybody gets home do it for episode 17 of some pulp thanks so much for listening as usual you can find the show notes for this episode at sunriserobot.net slash some pulp slash 17 please hit us up on twitter with any follow-up questions or discussion you can reach bruce at bruce bgsu and justin at pseudo justin if you're feeling extra generous this week and want to go above and beyond just mere some pulp listener consider checking out sunriserobot.net slash support and think about becoming one of our Patreons, like Bruce Edwards and Andres Langa. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Some Pulp.